Welcome back to a sort of Star Wars book club. Book club. Book club. Boop, boop. With Matt Layman. Book club with Matt Layman. With me. Uh, we are discussing part two of Red Rising by Pierce Brown. Chapter seven, Lazarus. Lazarus. <laughs> Lazarus. <laughs> Is that how uh, Alexis would pronounce it? <laughs> yeah, it's Lazarus. Alexa. But um, the... Uh, there's an... Old like Bob and Tom. I don't know if you remember Bob and Tom. They're like radio hosts, and they had someone come in that did like impressions, and they had this guy that did a Harry Carey impression okay. and did like the first ever baseball game. Mm-hmm. Do you remember that? It's been a long time. It's pretty funny. Yeah. Anyways, they call Lazarus Lazarus. Gotcha. Um, <laughs> yeah, that was a funny. Anyways, go <laughs> go check that out. <laughs> Bob and Tom. Go you don't f- have go to check- listen before this chapter yeah. <laughs> to that Bob and Tom sketch, but you might want to. It's helpful. Um, part two, we talked about last chapter, would give away. Yeah. So part two is called Reborn. Reborn. And chapter seven is called Lazarus. So, I think we're kind of getting an idea of what's going to happen yeah, here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so that brings me to my brief synopsis. Uh, chapter seven, we got Darrow comes back to life only to wish that he was dead again. Jeez, ungrateful. Yeah, figure it out. <laughs> yeah. You want to be dead or alive? <laughs> yeah. Like, before you die, you're wishing that you weren't going to die, and then yeah. you wake up from the dead, and then you're wishing you were still dead. And yeah. He just can't escape his own emotions. No. Um. So, yeah, right at the beginning, Daryl wakes up, yep. and he thinks he's in the veil. Right. But he's like, well, the veil is like the place that the Reds think they go when they die, which is basically like heaven. Right. There's like a guy with a wet hat. <laughs> What did they say here? A wet hat. <laughs> um, I gotta find it here. Um, my kin believe we see our loved ones when we pass on. They wait for us in a green veil, where the wood fire smoke and the scent of stews thick in the air. There's an old man with dew on his cap. Oh, <laughs> he's dewy. Yeah, he's got a wet cap, <laughs> a soggy cap. Um, so then a moist a cap. Mo- so. <laughs> Moist. <laughs> Moist. <laughs> um. Anyways, so he says he does not see his loved ones. He does not see the old man with the <laughs> moist cap. cap. <laughs> he says, uh, I feel pressure. Uh, and as any miner, I know that I am buried beneath the earth. I loose a soundless scream. And dirt fills my mouth. I'm like, oh, yeah. my word, that sounds horrible. <laughs> He's got rocks and dirt in his mouth. <laughs> He's just like, cannot He's breathe. Brush his teeth. Cannot move. The earth hugs me till I finally draw away. Uh, feel air, gasp, oxygen. Oh, claw my way free. Feel feel air, gasp, oxygen. Like that whole part is like, oh, like trying to scream and it going nowhere and all yeah. the dirt falling into your mouth. I know. It's That'd like be- whenever you wake from like a bad dream and you're right. trying to like... Or like, yeah, I, I, that sensation I can identify with. Cause yeah. I feel like I've had that where like you're in a dream and you're trying to yell and you can't yeah. or you yeah. know, like trying to catch your breath. It reminds me of a Ryan Reynolds movie. Buried. Buried. I've never seen that movie. Neither did I. I so. heard it was uh, not great. <laughs> 
Was it as good as Green Lantern? <laughs> I didn't see that one either. <laughs> okay. I heard it was not great. <laughs> <laughs> see if we can, how often we can ref- reference Ryan Reynolds. Okay. We did last chapter two, right? With uh, Just Friends? Or is that the one before that? I think that was one I before. Forget. It's been a little... Yeah. It's been a long time. That was like two weeks ago. <laughs> Hard to remember. <laughs> I can't remember what I did two hours ago. <laughs> so Daryl claws his way out of the ground, uh, and he's he sees in he's in a an abandoned tunnel. Yep. Um, he's not sure what's going on. He's like, uh, like, like I still don't feel right. I'm like very like lethargic. Like, why am I still alive? And he's like remembering his drinking with Nero. Nero made him drink all of the drink that he gave him. Right. And he was feeling weird before the hanging. Yep. And then Nero winked at him, so he must have been drugged. Right. Somehow he stayed alive, but he's like, well, if Nero pulled my feet, they would have checked to see if I sewed a pulse. And even if they passed all that, how did Uncle Nero get me down from the gallows and get me in here without getting hung just like I did? True. So that's all questions that we don't have answers to. Um, but he wakes up. He's pretty quick for having just been dead. I know. He's he's on it. <laughs> he's 16. He's on it. Um, and then he hears like a car of some sort, a tumbler, another one of those things that he's like. Um, but he does describe it a little bit. Is he calls it a beetle with six wheels? Okay, doesn't he? Yeah, I think something like that. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then they talk about like throwing him in the hatch. It's just like he yeah i guess he describes that a little bit but mostly you get these like ideas of what these things are by how the people how the characters interact with them yeah whereas like you're reading harry potter and it's like um they brought out the wooden chest and inside there's a being that when you open up the chest the chest is brown it's got straps on it and it's partly metal and partly wooden and you open it up and the balrog comes out <laughs> the balrog <laughs> what is it called basilisk <laughs> uh, what is the thing flipper flopping <laughs> come on you're supposed to be my harry potter guy what? i'm the harry potter guy <laughs> i think you need to talk to my daughter yeah i know um anyways so he's very nondescript so if you're a fan of like lord of the rings <laughs> you might not be a fan of this book because he describes almost nothing in this book he does describe it. Like, I don't know how to ever describe it to somebody. <laughs> he describes it I, without describing it. I need Tolkien to describe how, how Pierce Brown writes to somebody else. <laughs> because, like, I can, like, I, like, see everything he's describing in my brain. But I feel like he describes it so, like, in a way that you would see it different than me. But we both think we know what we're looking at. Um, yeah. I don't know. That's how I've always felt. Like, this, like, this was a book written for a movie. But if they made the movie, I would be so disappointed in it because the director wouldn't see what I see. Right. Which is how a lot of people feel with movies. But just the way it's written, I feel like it was written to be a movie. Mm-hmm. But Yeah, I can see that. I Equal parts, I hope that they make this into a movie, but also don't make it into a movie. <laughs> I was going to say, you were you uh, another series that you're very fond of, Maze Runner, was made into I still a trilogy. Seen, I still haven't seen this yet. <laughs> I don't want to be disappointed. It's I funny because I watched the Maze Runner, like the first movie, um, like in the last couple of months, and it made me want to go back and read the book because mm. I was like, 
I remember watching the movie soon after I read the books and being like, oh, this is like completely wrong. Right. And now I can't remember why it was so wrong. Right, you yeah. know, so. That's how I was with Divergent. I watched, I read the book, finished it in the same day I watched the movie. I'm like, no, that person didn't say that line. <laughs> okay, what does it matter? Right. You know, Who says the line. And I was like so upset over like, oh, that's not right. And uh, yeah, but um, yeah, so he wakes up, this car comes up and um, he like can't really move because he's like, he's injured his back. His open wounds are full of dirt. Right. And he said these people with, like, um, masks jump out. Right. Um, and they don't, like... He's not, like, a hostage. They don't, like, grab him, like, throw him in the back of this thing. They, like, gently pick him up and place him in it. And then they're driving off, and he's like, who are you guys? They're wearing masks. And they're like... Obviously, they have this, like, code that they're supposed to, like, talk to each other in. Right. But there's a, a male and a female, and the male doesn't follow the code. <laughs> he uses the female's actual name... And uses where they're going, like, and uh, so he, like, is, Daryl keeps referring to him as the weakling. <laughs> right. He's like, and then, um, so he convinces the two people to take off their masks. Um, how he does it is interesting. I forget, uh, the female, who we find out her name is Harmony, reaches down to her boot for something, um, and Darrow grabs her hand, and he's, like, talking about his hands again. <laughs> he loves his hands. <laughs> Daryl has strong hands. hands. <laughs> strong hands. <laughs> Take my strong hand. Um, and he's like, he grabs her hand. And he's like, he's thinking like, I could crush your hand. It feels like straw in my hands. Right. And um, he's like, I won't let go until you take your mask off. So they take their masks off. He sees um, Harmony's face and he sees Ralph's face. Ralph. Um, this is one of those things that like Pierce Brown describes something like how I would never dream of describing something. He talks about her face. He said, um, her face is day and night. Uh, the right side is a ragged and distended mess of skin running and folding together in smooth scar rivers. And then, he just, and then right after that, he says, a steam burn. Yeah. <laughs> Which he like clarifies like, okay, this is why right. her face looks like this. Right. But like, um, I would never use smooth scar rivers right. to describe someone's appearance. Right. I think like... This is part of the reason why I love Pierce Brown so much. It's because he describes things so strange. Like earlier we talked about music of terror. Mm-hmm. Like you would never think of whipping as music. Right. But it is music of terror. It's like horror music because it's terrible noises. Right. Um, I just love that about Pierce Brown. Mm-hmm. Um, so um, this chapter is really short. Um, and basically they're in this car. He finds out it's Harmony and Ralph. And they're like, yeah, we're going somewhere. And he's like, okay. And he's like, you're sons of Aries, aren't you? They don't like say yes or no, but he thinks they're sons of Aries because, um, well, don't they say that Aries has a mission for you? Is that in this chapter? Maybe it is in this chapter. I kind of forget. Um, you might be right. But before that, he says, are you sons of Aries? Like he says that pretty early on. Hmm. Um, but, uh, then, um, they get to this checkpoint where there's like grays checking all these vehicles. They get through the checkpoint. So they have a code. So they got some like insider stuff. Right. Um, yep. He says that they're reds. Harmony and Ralph are reds, but they don't really look like him. And he doesn't really trust them because they're not from Lycos. Right. Um, he hasn't seen them from right. anywhere. Yeah, yeah. He doesn't recognize these, these reds, but they are reds. Um, and they basically end up just going to this like, they go down this another abandoned tunnel, end up in this like cul-de-sac of like warehouses, and they go to go into a warehouse. And uh, Harmony says, 
um, we're here, we're home, now let's go see Dancer. And so Dancer is like a new character earlier, I guess it was actually last chapter, when Uncle Nero was talking to, um, which we probably should have mentioned this last chapter, but um, Uncle Nero was talking to Daryl and he says, you know, when you die, say hi to everybody for me, basically. Right. He's like, when you see Gran and Graham and when you see your wife and you see my brother uh, and especially when you see Dancer. Yeah. And Daryl's like, Dancer? Right. He's like, you'll know him when you see him. Yeah. And so Dancer was somebody that Daryl didn't know. Um, but when you find out that the person they're going to see now, at the very end, they said, now let's go see Dancer. Like, oh, Dancer is that person who Nero mentioned last right. chapter. Right. So now we know that Nero is like their inside guy. And he's working together with this guy that they're about to meet. Right. So Nero is uh, part of the big plan. Yeah. So he's not just a drunken idiot. Right. He's got bigger plans for right for Darrow. Yeah. And for Reds in general. Yeah. And that reminds me of another thing that I thought was interesting. Forgot to mention last time too for Chapter 6 was when the Holocan started... Um, going in and out oh, from right. regular programming right. to... Right, we totally skipped over that. Oh, yeah. Man, I can't believe that. Um, so that was interesting too because I think, again, Chapter 6 had a lot of foreshadowing mm-hmm. um, that kind of helps you see that things aren't what they... what what aren't what they are on the surface. Right. So, so yeah. what Matt's talking about is if um, you don't remember or if you forgot about it like we did... In chapter six, when he's walking to uh, cut Eo down, um, he sees the yeah the holocan and it's showing like um, video of his of Eo's hanging, but it's showing it in a way not he that he wouldn't expect. Like he expected her to be seen as like um, somebody like a worthless, somebody who's not doing anything productive. You know, right. like don't be like this person. You know, that's what you would expect to see. Right. Um, but it's actually showing her as a martyr. Mm-hmm. And, like there's like her song playing in the background and it's like cutting in and out. And it's like showing her as like someone who died for a cause. Right. Rather than somebody who died for nothing. And like. And her shouting break the chains. Right. Right. Yeah. Break the chains. Uh, which happens several times. Like it cuts out and goes to black. And then it comes back with her saying break the chains and cuts out. And. um and uh, he said he's never seen the Holocan ever go to black before. So, yeah, that was something we totally forgot to mention last chapter, but it's pretty important. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, we'll talk about it this chapter. Okay. 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 Good. All right. We're done with that. We talked about it. <laughs> we talked about it. <laughs> um, but, yeah, not really anything else happens. He meets two uh, new characters. Um, the one ends up being a pretty main character in yep. the series. Um and uh well yeah and um that's pretty much all that happened nothing too exciting in this chapter no but you can start to you can sense well and maybe this just is knowing what comes after this but i feel like you sense this is where the story really starts to right begin yeah the first part one was kind of just like uh, something we had to get through yeah to get to this um and do um, you do have a little bit of like inner thoughts of Darrow and this like why am I alive and EO isn't right. could they have saved EO as well right um, like he's he struggles with like even though I'm alive that 
makes my life almost worse because now she's not here and I have to live with that now. Right. Um, and he talks about how it's like there's other cars or vehicles driving by. He said, I'm thinking like maybe I'll just jump out and get hit by one of those and die again. Yeah. Um, because it's easier to find death when you've already found it once, he says. But um, I think what he, I think if I remember correctly, he also talks about how he, the realization that he had about living, about EO wanting him to live for more right, is, is much more... I think that's what holds him from doing right. these things. Um, like everything from here on out, he does. He's still doing everything for EO. Now it's just for her dream. Right. It's like not his dream, but right. he's alive. So he wants to do right by her. Right. Yeah. And this is our first instance of Red Rising. Yeah. A Lazarus. 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 Yeah. Like Rises he, out of the ground. Yeah. Rose from the dead. Up. From the red, he arose. <laughs> um, yeah, that's it for Chapter 7. Thanks, Matt, for being here. Yeah, thanks for having me. Yeah, you bet. Thanks, everyone, for listening. See you next week for Chapter 8. Be safe. Be courteous. Bye. Bye. See you later, alligator.